1: Today we're here to talk about Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a product that I've worked into my daily routine because I wanted more energy, I wanted better gut health, and I wanted to optimize my immune system. I hate taking vitamins, I hate taking pills every single day, so I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. But I also wanted to see what the hype was about. And I've been taking it for about two weeks, and it doesn't taste like it's super healthy, but it's got kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics that help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system your immune system your energy your recovery your focus and of course your aging every morning I start off with my athletic greens I get up before I have anything to eat I load it up I take a squig and I'm ready to start my day rolling in the right direction. What I've noticed, I've noticed a lot of extra energy. I've noticed a little bit more awareness and a little bit more of that extra push that I need to get everything done in a daily routine that normally I'd be dragging and I'd be complaining the whole entire day. But I was also in the group of the tons of people that take some kind of multivitamin and every day having to replace each each vitamin each supplement and I decided it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb one thing I'll say about Athletic Greens it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy free or gluten free Athletic Greens is the supplement for you it contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good it supports better sleep quality and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness it's the one thing with the best things athletic greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing and the most important part it costs less than three dollars a day So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit at Starbucks. But it's also cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're simply investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. But don't just listen to me. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's been recommended by professional athletes and is trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health And arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash francine. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Francine to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. All right, let's get it going right here. Right now, this is Eyes Up Here. And you're watching and listening to an all-new eyes up here on uh, Patreon, on the Creative Control Network, and everywhere in between. You didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week I'm joined here by the, oh no. <laughs> the rockin' out queen of extreme, Francine. Francine, Francine I threw a little curveball. I brought a little uh, extra production value yeah. to this broadcast today.
2: Are, are we allowed to air that clip?
1: It is uh, very uh, approved and safe. <laughs> Awesome. Streamyard issued backgrounds. Well, Wonderful,
2: cool. yeah, that was that was a very nice. touch. We need to we need to see more of that in the future. Adds, it adds to the uh, the whole uh, shebang of the show. I feel well,
1: it's very funny. There's a lot of choices, but I thought that one worked with uh, our theme of extreme.
2: Oh, we have a theme. <laughs> Do
1: well, we? you're it's the Queen's Extreme oh, Podcast. True, true. We're Francine's Extreme Podcast. So <laughs> it's extre- extreme, extreme, extreme
2: everything's extreme these days. Everywhere you go, everything's extreme, right? Oh, no.
1: yeah. Well, uh, anything uh, happening oh, in well, either one is, of our worlds? I don't happening. think it matters.
2: <laughs> what isn't happening? Um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I really would love to get into it a little more, but I've, I'm working with four different people on four different projects that have to do with with wrestling and a little bit beyond Ooh. and you know, you work on all these projects and it's exhausting because 99% of them never happen. You just work and work and work. But I'm, I'm like, I'm not throwing all my eggs into one guy's basket. Like I've spread the eggs around, um, which doesn't sound right. Let me rephrase
1: that. You spread <laughs> that the eggs right. around. Okay. Nine <laughs> months <like> later. <laughs>
2: guys' <laughs> basket. No, that didn't sound <laughs> correct. Um, you figure one out of four is is a good percentage. So if I can get one of these projects to take off, I would be a happy camper. So I've just between, you know, the kids are back to school this week, doing the homeschooling thing, uh, you know, husband's doing his thing at work. I got the kids here. My mom's here. I'm handling phone calls. Uh, I knocked out my cameos this morning early. So it's been a productive week for me. It's been pretty good. We closed the pool, which I'm sad about. Oh, oh, summer's over. I hate <laughs> that. Um, but we did so look a little more of Disney. So that made me happy again. So things are happening. I, I don't know. I got a very exciting text message from a friend about a new opportunity that Ooh. somebody's interested for me. So I'm just like, I'm excited. And I don't know if anything's going to happen, but. The, the possibilities are there. So I'm there, excited about the
1: it. The possibilities are endless. endless.
2: Uh, I wouldn't say they're endless, but they're, they're, there's a couple on the table. Okay. Pretty good for this old broad. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm happy about it.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's great. See, the 50 and Fabulous Tour I continues. Can't, <laughs> I,
2: can't, I can't I can't stop the bus. The bus has to keep going for a while, you know?
1: How's it been being home the last couple of weekends? Because you were traveling a shitload at the end of July and August.
2: You know what? It's been nice. And, um... I said before, like September, Shane and I, are we were booked on one thing and then the guy canceled, which kind of was a blessing. Mm. Well, it was a blessing because, you know, I wanted to get the kids started with schoolwork and stuff. But now I look at October and I'm booked three weekends in October because I just got another booking this week for October. And I'm like, okay. wow. OK, so I'm going to enjoy this time off because then, you know, once October and November and December hate, I got a lot coming up. So um I cherish the time home, but I'm excited to get back on the road, too.
1: That's great. Yeah, I love this time of the year. This is uh, this is a fun time. You know, weather should be changing, but down in Virginia, it stays ungodly hot. Uh, but this is my favorite time of the year. And uh, it's like a time of transition, especially after Labor Day. It's like that next little wave of the rest of the year is going to unfold and Mm -hmm. who knows what's uh, going on. You know, you're planning your Disney trip for next year already. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, there's only a little bit left in the year.
2: Yeah, I know. And this year flew by um, and it was a busy one and I'm, I'm really thankful for it. Um, But the, you know, the time that I do have off, I love spending it with the kids and the family and um, we've been, you know, we've been just hanging out doing stuff together and it's been nice. Enjoy. What
1: uh? What'd you do for Labor Day?
2: Oh, we just chilled. It was just a very relaxing weekend. Uh, ate food, of course, like everybody else. We went and got an abundance of uh, comfort food, and just hung around and enjoyed the weather and hung out. So it was nice. Well, that's
1: very. That's very good. There's a ton to talk about. There
2: um, is, but we do have a special guest. We
1: do. I have to get my, excuse me for one second. Oh. Talk to the people. I have to grab my phone. I left it in the other room. Oh,
2: my God. So, so uh, hold on
1: one second and talk to the people.
2: Oh, because he just texted me. Are you guys calling me or am I calling into you guys? So let me tell our guests that we're going to get him. Um, he just texted me. He just texted real- me.
1: It was right. I could see it from where I was sitting, but yeah. it was just that much he's, out of reach where I couldn't get it.
2: He's like, Are you guys calling me or am I calling into you guys? Um, um he just has to click the thing yeah. and I'm just I just wrote chat. It's going to call you. Get ready.
1: Well, we're going to click he's I'm
2: sending him. Tell him you, the, tell the, him, you yeah. do it. Come on. You you know how he is by now. I mean, it's just it's it's not like he's a first timer. I think he's in the five time club now. Is this his fifth appearance on the show?
1: Oh boy. Well, he deserves it. Is
2: he the five time? Is he the founding member of the five five
1: times? He, he's one of those guys who's been there every step of the way.
2: He has been. Okay. Um well uh, I'll do a long intro for him. Uh he's been my partner now for 30 almost 30 years. Um uh, I guess from that intro you would know who he is. Um but we he's not
1: on the line yet. Hold on.
2: I'm doing a Keep long going. one. Oh, before. a
1: long one, okay. God.
2: <laughs> Sorry. With with everything that has happened um, in the wrestling business since his last appearance, uh, Chad and I thought it would be interesting to get his views on current events and also um Vince McMahon and and what's going on with him um there was a video of him at his uh what was it his 77th birthday party or yeah, something yeah that a, it looked like know, a hell of a party and a new lady friend who could be PR and and could be a a love interest I don't know but um he did not want to talk to TMZ or the cameras but I know who likes to talk to the cameras and that is our friend uh the franchise Shane Douglas, who will be joining us here in just a moment, shortly, shortly. Okay. <laughs> um, he, will, he will, he will be appearing soon, but, um, he's going to have a lot to say about this because when, when the shit hit the fan, my phone blew up and oh it, was him.
1: it was him.
2: <laughs> it was all him for a while saying, what about this? What about that? And between the text messages and talking on the phone, um, we discussed a lot of it off air. So uh, I want you guys to hear his thoughts because, you know, he's very smart to the business and he has a great um, a great view of what's going on, which might be different than mine. It might be the same as mine it might be different than yours, Chad. Uh, but we'll see when he when he comes on. So that's gonna be exciting. To hear. I,
1: I, I almost <laughs> think that this is more of a compelling story. Than Vince leaving WWE. I, I have to say, AEW stuff. Just, just what's going on this past week? I think it's almost more of a compelling development for the wrestling world than Vince McMahon leaving his company.
2: <laughs> you know what? I, I think it's up there. I, I think it's up there because think of this. What if things continue to crumble for AEW and Tony Khan's dad It's just like no more, I'm done.
1: All right let's see. What is he there? you hear us?
0: Hey, what's happening?
2: Oh hey, I, look, there I, can, he is. I can't see the quaff. I'm very upset.
1: It's magnificent.
0: It is more magnificent. <laughs> we' we'll calling like a today we'll call it a crest. It's like a, you know, <laughs> a crest Yeah, it's... okay very good. Well I'm, I'm sure you
2: look handsome as ever even though we can't see <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> thank you for I'm poking doing my that. cheek right now are you do you have your hands under the angelical pose that you do for me all the time um yeah. it's been it's been a hot minute since i talked to you i i spoke to you this morning a little bit on, through text but how are we today are we running errands or are we on the road
0: yeah it's, uh, th- this whole uh labor day stuff every time it's a holiday like this it throws my entire schedule off i woke up this morning thinking it was thursday morning and that i was due to be on the road so i'm running around packing my bag and then i Look down at my phone and I see Wednesday and I'm <laughs> yeah because yeah.
2: when you had said to me oh moose has me doing something I'm like on a Wednesday this is weird
0: yeah yeah but, thank the holidays
2: <laughs> exactly well Shane let me tell you there's a lot going on in in the wrestling world um and, no, no. and I, 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 you know I don't I and I don't know if you have an opinion on it but I wanted to see if you did so um Chad said, you didn't even hear anything until he texted you. How could that be?
0: Yeah, I, I live under a rock when I'm home. You know, I, <laughs> I uh, I'm either reading or you know doing paperwork or whatever, and I close my door and shut that twilight zone out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, what was it day before last, uh, Chad, where you sent me yeah. the link, and I I was clueless. I he said, uh, you know, got to talk to everything that's going on, and uh, when I clicked on it. You know, it's again, this twilight zone we're living in, like everything you look at when you first look at it like that, something that crazy, you assume that it's a work or it's 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 made up because it's so outlandish. But uh, once I started reading the different uh, links and, and working my way through that, uh, you know, th- like you, know, you said it a second ago, Freddie, uh, hot mess, right? This is a <laughs> like uh, from where I come from in the business, you know, no place for that. You know, it's uh, uh, but, you know, somebody else that I was talking to said, you know, this is what happens when you let the inmates run the asylum. And I I guess from what I've been hearing, again, like full disclosure, I don't follow it that closely. But hearing from friends of mine inside the company saying, hey, the kids won't listen. Well, I don't remember that being an option whenever I was a kid in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you have this situation where it's bleeding out, you know, locker room stuff bleeding out into the company. You know, look, full disclosure to any company, right? Any company has this kind of water cooler garbage going on. Most companies keep it under the under wraps and keep it in the back rooms. Uh, you know, when it starts to bleed out like that, it's, it, it's a really, really bad look for the company.
2: I, I agree. And and the one thing that I have said, and, and I even said this from the last time they had a press conference. T- if you compare Tony Khan to Vince McMahon or either, even to Hunter, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the way they handle their business, it Sorry. is like AEW looks so bushly to me. They are cursing. They they are, uh, it, it just looks so unprofessional for running such a huge organization. Say what you will about Vince McMahon. He has never dropped an F-bomb in a press conference that I've heard. Right. You know, yeah. it's one way to talk like that behind the scenes if you're in the locker room because we all know you guys talk like truck drivers. <laughs> right. Um it's, it's it's accepted. <laughs> We we get it. But when you're in front of people and you and you're promoting your company, that yeah. is it just looks so bad. I'm watching Tony Khan dropping f-bomb after f and his crazy eyes are all over the place and he's <laughs> sweating and I'm just like what is going on with this man? I know he's passionate, which is wonderful. Yeah, sure. I, I love that about him, but there's, there's just, a, there's a way to handle things. Yeah. and After three years, you don't know that this is not the right way to go about things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Look, it's uh, uh <laughs> the world is well aware of the wrestling world is well aware of my Personal feelings about Vince McMahon, but Vince is a professional, right? I mean, that's how he built that empire. Uh, you can d- disagree, like I do, with a lot of his decisions, but you're never going to hear him, you know, drop an F bomb on USA. Uh, I- I've got to wonder, like, where first of all, where TNT sits on this, because you know they they uh, you know this is going on in this press conference for the company that you air on your on your network. You know, I'm, I'm guessing there's probably a little bit of chagrin on their side with that. But uh, you're right. I mean, when, when you know, and Tony seems, I, I've never met the guy, but you know, seems incredibly passionate about it. Uh, uh, and that's great. That's a huge necessity if you're going to be running a promotion. Uh, but when you're going on there, and it seemingly like me, and correct me if I'm wrong, again to get into those links that I looked at, it looked as though he were choosing sides publicly. Um, mm. And he, you know, how many times Freddie and Paul like, have a team meeting after the show, For exactly this thing, like personal stuff was bleeding out into the uh, camera lens. And, you know, it didn't happen often, but there were times. And uh, we we dealt with that in the dressing room. Uh, It's, it's again, completely unprofessional look. And, you know, I I keep seeing these things where people just throw me links where Tony's comparing himself to, you know, Bischoff and Vince and Paul Heyman. and, look, each of them had their quirks, right? But I don't recall uh, much of that going well, Paul, a little bit different beast because ECW was a different beast. But, uh, yeah, it's – you know, in anything, you don't air your dirty laundry in public. And that's the kind of stuff it sounds like. It must have been festering for quite a while. Uh, but, yeah, it just – like, each link that came sort of made it worse. You know, like, like this thing was devolving into – you know, like insanity. Uh, and, and now, I want to add something? You know, like, you know, several months ago, seven, eight, nine, ten months ago, I started seeing, noticing, like at conventions and signings and things, fans coming up and saying, uh, you know, they've been a fan of AEW but they're out. And you know, when I would inquire as to why, it would be a lot of this kind of stuff. You know, there's, there's, you know, multiple answers, but it's that. You know, the, the, all the stuff we as, as boys in the business talk about, uh, you know, the spot monkey stuff, no storylines, uh, uh, the cafe being dead, that kind of stuff. But, that, you know, I would imagine all of those people now, uh, what you've just done is you've validated all of them. So, like, the ones that have tuned out over that last seven, eight, nine, ten 10 months, I'm guessing they're going to say, well, I'm out because of stuff like this. It's, uh, there's no place for it. You know, Our business being a work. It's the fantasy of the work that brings the fans in, right? They want to forget about their job, their life, their Twilight Zone, whatever. Uh, and now you're bringing your Twilight Zone <laughs> to them and giving it to them in a you know nightly, nicely wrapped package. Uh, it just looks really podunk, really b- below par.
2: So an opinion um, that I kind of have just being on the outside looking in is, um, I see it like the boys are going into business for themselves on live television, right? Yes. Now, if you're Tony Khan, are you such a a mark, which are all marks for the business, it's not an insult, right? But you want to be one of the boys so bad that you're going to let people get away with this and it's going to end up hurting your company, Yes. Like it, from a business standpoint, that just blows my mind because yeah. you're going to give up something that you worked so hard for to be accepted by the boys. Yep, I yeah, I, I, I just don't I don't get it.
0: Well, I agree. It, it, again, it's into that professionalism. Like sometimes the guy running the business or the person running the business. uh, you, Like for instance, Dixie Carter. You know, I've, we've often talked about this, right? Where Dixie would say, you know, no, I'm not on air talent, I'm management, Uh, and through that separation, because there are times when those characters have to be separated. Mr. McMahon, the character, is very different than Vince McMahon in the back as the professional, although there are similarities. the same guy playing the characters, right? Uh, But, you know, Vince McMahon, the boss of the company, does things very differently than Vince McMahon, the character, Mr. McMahon, the character would do on screen. Uh, but you know, you're first of all choosing sides when ultimately if you're the boss, you have to be the referee and that kind of stuff and not in the way of refereeing saying, I say, do this or that it's gotta be okay. Let's listen to your side, your side in a room, not with all the boys and talent and, and, uh, uh crew and fans looking in, we do this behind closed doors. Uh, but, you know, it, it, you're saying about, like, the passion and, you know, the time that they've put in. What about the money? I mean, right. uh, millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're airing this dirty laundry uh, out in public. And it, it's just a really, really bad look. And the fact that so many people are talking about this uh, tells me that a lot of people have eyes on AEW right now for all the wrong reasons.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Especially when, you know, you have something like Vince McMahon retiring Hunter takes over and they're over the 2 million mark now for the first time in
0: years. Yeah.
2: And yeah. I, I do think that AEW's numbers are going to start to plummet because of this.
0: Well, they've, you know, they, again, from my outside looking in, you know, I saw a few weeks ago they were down to the threes. Are um, they? Yeah. they And they've been as high as one, 1.1 million, but, you know, since the beginning of this, October, what, two and a half years ago, we've watched this, you know, jump up a little bit, fall back, uh, jump up a little bit, fall back. This is not, the, you know, with that being the paradigm that they've set, uh, and now this happening, you know, I, I don't want to get, you know, too far out in front of my skis, but you have to start asking yourself, have they become all they're going to be? It, or can they grow that company? Can they at some point stand on, on two feet and and challenge you know, Vince, I I think right now that's a pipe dream. Uh, they certainly have the wherewithal to do it. There's talent. They, you know, they've got the money, uh, the outlet with TNT. But they, you know, somebody's got to be the boss there and and start to move everybody's energies in the same direction. Instead of Punk being over here and the, you know this guy being over there and Ace Steel being here someplace, it seems like they're all all over the, all the checkerboard, right? And and no one consistent message.
1: Shane, who do you think is kind of at fault in the whole entire argument? Is it one side is uh, yelling louder than the other, so they should be heard? Or is it everybody's kind of sharing equal blame because you shouldn't, A, throw your colleagues under the bus publicly like that, but also you should not get violent and go after them backstage?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no place for that in any business. Right. Uh, But, you know, I I would think that. You know, finger pointing is one thing. I mean, I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head here. You have a lot of people going a lot of different directions, like, like just commenting, not putting this one first, second, or third. Uh, I watch, a, you know, the Punk give a uh, press conference ostensibly for the company um, and, you know, swerves off and says this stuff. Now, look, uh, to me, that would be a place where you say, hey, I'm not in the mood uh, and I'm not going to do this here, but I'll be back at the hotel Uh, in half an hour, anybody wants to talk to me there, I'll be ready. It's private. You're, you're, you're now doing it on your time. Um, the stuff going in the dressing room absolutely has no place in our business. It used to, you know, back in the day, uh, if anybody hasn't paid attention, then we're living in a vastly different world, uh, today than, than back then. And, you know, it's, I, I think there's a lot of blame to go around, but ultimately, ultimately, this falls on the head of the guy at the top of the ladder, right? Which will be Tony's on.
1: Which, during the fracas... He's still in the media scrum, never got out of his seat. And during the Jericho portion of the scrum, I I felt it was embarrassing that he was literally kissing the ass of Chris Jericho and talking about stories of going to the ECW arena to see Jericho's debut and remembering the tights that he wore. And he wanted to replicate that at the pay-per-view. All the while, his company is in turmoil behind a closed door with security guards running past the media, (laughs) quote-unquote media, And he's sitting there, you know, extensively sucking the you-know-what of Chris Jericho in front of the cameras.
0: Well, I mean, being a historian, uh, the equivalent would be Nero fiddling while Rome burns, right? I mean, there's something (laughs) on this list that's a little more important than the other things. And, uh, you know, again, first of all, they're not too far gone, right? I mean, they still have a lot of eyes on them, still have a network. But I would hope that right now, as we're doing this interview, that Tony Khan, his management team, whoever that may be, uh, are sitting down and trying to assess, like, where do we go wrong? How do we fix this? How do we stop it going ahead? I mean, we've heard this for how long from friends of ours inside the business, inside the company, right? That the inmates are running the asylum. Nobody will listen. Well, when that goes on and is allowed to persist in any business, but especially wrestling, where a lot of ego and a lot of... uh, you know, uh, piss and vinegar, you know, they're in that dressing room. A lot of the egos, uh, you know, they get left unchecked. That'll rear its head at some point. It looks like it started to an AEW.
2: I kind of feel like uh, now this is showing my age being in, you know, in it for almost 30 years. I feel like the dyna- I know, right? Um, I feel like the dynamics of the business have changed drastically. I feel like there was a lot more, and it's not for every single person performing today. There, there's there's yeah. there's certain people. I feel like the level of respect for for not only wrestling in general, but for each other, yeah. has plummeted, and everybody, you know. Uh, they're in it for themselves. And, and I just remember like if, if I ever had a problem with somebody back in the day, I would keep it to myself. And even if I had to work with them, I would go like nothing ever happened because it's good for business. It's good for the company. It's good for my pocket. It's good for your pocket.
0: Right. Well, and and the other stuff is bad for all those things. Right. So like if, you know, if if you're out in the ring and you and your opponent, everybody knows there's real heat there. uh, Mm -hmm. That can be, utilized in a way, you know, to, to draw money, but ultimately you've got to know that I can send these two talents to the ring and they're not going to break out into a shoot. Yeah. Um, First of all, shoots are boring. You know, if anybody's ever watched a, you know, a bar fight, you know, hardly as eloquent as a good wrestling match. Uh, But yeah, but you know, the, the the respect thing you're talking about, I, I don't know if that's just Johnny come lately in our business, but I, I liken it, you know, again, in in my old age, right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that that everybody is a narcissist today because everybody feels compelled that what I have to say is so important. I got to stop right now and get on the internet and tell the world what I'm having for lunch or that I'm taking my dog for a walk or that I'm scratching my ass. Uh, and so that puts me into business for myself, right? You, you guys are worried about your stuff, but I got to get online and tell the world what Shane Douglas is doing at this very moment. Uh, and I think that's now bleeding over, right? You have everybody in that dressing room thinks... They're the most important cog, uh, or only their point of view matters. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, those of us that are grown up, uh, you know, know that that's not how the world operates. Most times you've got to coexist with people that you may not like, uh, especially in the workplace. And, you know, this is a workplace, you know. So, you know, again, I go back. I don't want to, you know, be savage on it or anything, but like, it's time for Tony Khan to stand up. And if he wants to be the next Vince McMahon or Eric Bischoff or Paul Hammond or whoever, to stand up and take control of that company. If you remember, Freddie, we had there were some of this with Paul, too, uh, that would allow this stuff to sort of fester on. And it, it was like the, the, the boys in the dressing room sort of took that under their own wing and sort of resolved it. But you, know, you cannot have the inmates running the asylum. You cannot have somebody thinking they're more important than somebody else or their, their point of view is more important than somebody else. And again, that starts at the top.
2: Well, speaking of the top, we're going to go from one subject to another because we haven't talked to you since this happened. What are your thoughts on Vince McMahon stepping down as chairman and CEO of WWE?
0: Yeah, huge, right? I mean, a a tectonic shift in our industry. Uh, You know, my entirety in the business, Vince McMahon has been a major cog of that. Uh, You know, and and those of us that know him and have worked for him knows, knows that there was no way. That you know, he would just say, "Okay, it's time to retire and go off to the beach and have a mai tai uh, or a margarita." Um, the, the way that it happened, the ignominious way that it happened, I think, is you know, puts a really bad mark on what he had done in the industry. You know, he had taken it to heights that none of us could have ever imagined. Uh, but you know, if you remember, we first talked about this privately. You know, like just sitting around bsing. Uh, and, you know, we said that, you know, if there was one of these payments, there's going to be more. And, you know, the fact that they, I think they've done an amazing job at keeping it from spiraling out of control because, you know, those of us again, that have worked there, know that there was a lot of stuff going on, uh, but that they've sort of narrowed that down. And I think that Vince's resignation, uh, is what allowed that to, to happen. If he hadn't retired, if he hadn't moved on, uh, I think a lot more, uh, magnifying glasses would have been put on there. Uh, I, I'm just curious as to how retired quotation marks around it. He really is. Um, but, you know, the fact that you can see new blood in there, stirring it up and you mentioned it a minute ago, Franny, about the, the ratings increase. Uh, it, that tells me that the fan base is still solid, uh, but it's also alarming that the fan base has chosen by and large to stay away from the industry for how long, uh, you know, got to get it back to what it's supposed to be. And if you do that, if you build it, they'll come. And I think WWE is proving that right now. It's, it's, I'm not going to give final judgment yet, but so far so good. Let's see if they keep moving in the right direction. Will you miss him, Shane? <laughs> you, know, my, you know, it's renowned my, my experiences with Vince, right? No, I, like we're two different people, not going to ever get along, probably never going to agree on approach to the business. Um, that said, he's you know, achieved amazing heights with what he's done. And, uh, and you can't – ultimately, the bottom line, the final analysis, you have to judge based off the body of work. And, you know, he's, he, again, taken wrestling from the smoke-filled arenas uh, to mainstream. And, you know, back 30, 40 years ago, that would have been unheard of. Um, you couldn't even imagine. As I was a kid in the Pittsburgh Civic Arena watching Bruno and Dominic and all of those guys that uh, you couldn't imagine that kind of a future for wrestling. And, you know, he's responsible for that, but he's also responsible for like where we've seen the industry, you know, and it's collapses with, you know, all the territories and how many people employed and how many fans have left. You know, there's always the yin and yang, right? You can't give the glory without giving the, the final epitaph. And he, he's responsible for that too. So I think any fair analysis of Vince's history in the business will be a compendium, incredible shit and some bad shit as well. So, just wait and see it. Now, I, I, he, to me, there's always another chapter with Vince, so I'm just waiting to see what that is. Turn the page. <laughs> do, do you feel like like Chris Benoit,
2: for example, a totally different, yeah. you know, different thing, but he was erased from the company. If this was anybody other than Vince McMahon, yeah. is, is this severe enough to be exiled and never spoke of again? the way well, he manipulated these women or is this, is this a pass because, you know, well, I know it's Vince, but if it was somebody else, do you think they would have been forgotten about?
0: Oh, I mean, they would have been pushed out the door. I like, you know, again, I look Chris, right. It's, uh, uh, and know, I'm, I'm not
2: comparing it to murder, you know, murdering right, right, right. or anything like that, but I'm just saying this is, this is a heavy accusation. And, yes. I'm serious. Uh,
0: Very serious. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, again, how that plays out, you know, again, we're, look, we're, I think we're witnessing in the world right now. There's, you know, very enunciated two-tiered system, right? Like <laughs> somebody at the top of the heap can do something. That somebody down that ladder probably can't. Uh, but, you know, I, I, to me, I take this stuff, that the, these uh, accusations and, and, and allegations very seriously. You know, if somebody in a position of power like Harvey Weinstein uses that to do something illegal against a woman or anybody, You know, I I think that should be called out, uh, you know, but the the hush money, it's again, how they've sort of, that's pushed out the window, right? Like now that Vince retired, like nobody's talking about it. And, and I hope for the women that were that they get the the justice that they're due. Um, but you know, again, full disclosure, I am 1 million percent against the cancellation stuff, uh, you know, getting canceled because you've, you know, stepped on somebody's toes and they angered somebody, uh, I, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I'll make a lot more other people have, uh, you know, but I think again, that's the yin and yang you got, if you're going to sit there and talk about this and say, I don't believe in canceling somebody, but somebody that does this kind of stuff must be held accountable to it. You know, yeah. and what is accountability? Is it leaving your own company at, at mid seventies and a bank full of money? Or, uh, is there some other comeuppance to that? Uh, you know, it's, uh, I think everybody should be treated equally and get treated the exact same when they do something that, that heinous.
2: I agree 100%. Go,
0: just going back to
1: the uh, earlier topic, I just wanted to ask both of you guys this and kind of an open ended question. Did either of you ever see anything even remotely close to this unfolding in front of uh, the, the public, like a, a fracas in the locker room? Uh, I know it was a different time. It was hard to maybe get some information out, but have you guys, Either of you seen anything similar to this in your time in the business? Franny? Uh
2: I've seen fights in yeah. the locker room, but th- they were resolved in the locker
0: room. Yes. Um. Uh,
2: you know, I, again, I, I said, if I had a problem with somebody and I went to the ring, I never showed that mm-hmm. I had a problem with somebody. Yeah. Um. Things were... Discussed behind closed doors. Sure. Um, I think we were all under the same mindset that it's not good for business. Like Shane said, you don't air your dirty laundry. You know what I mean? So there have been times where, and and Shane knows I've jumped in the middle of things. Tried to, you know, use my womanly charm to get people to (laughs) stop fighting and it didn't work and stuff like that. But when you're, uh, again, when you're on the road with somebody four or five days a week, you become like, you know, brothers and sisters. Right. It's a family. People fight, people don't get along. Egos get involved, but it never escalated to the point where we couldn't control it.
0: Yeah, and, and I, again, rarely aired it in public, right? I mean, it, right. Uh,
2: I But we didn't have the internet chain, so it, it wasn't. It wasn't like you know, there, there's a mole in the locker room, and and somebody leaks it. Maybe it was in one of the dirt sheets, which. Right it wasn't as powerful as like a Twitter or an IG today. Yeah. So we, it was, it was a different era. It was a different time. Maybe we got away with a little bit more than today because we didn't have all the resources to put it out there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And again, that, you know, we're, we're, you know, human beings are creatures of habit, right? So I'm used to, if I'm some, one of the younger kids every day I get up and I get online and I tell the world what's important to Shane Douglas at that moment, um, and Now we go into the dressing room and something like that. I got to go back now and tell my fans what happened, right? Because they heard a rumor, so I got to get on there and tell them Shane Douglas aside. And what do human beings always do? They try to get people in camps, right? So, mm-hmm. are you are you one of my allies? or Are you somebody else's ally? And you know, it's a, it's just a perfect cocktail for crap, right? You know that this is going on now, and you know, there really only one way to fix it from where I sit. Like the, whoever the boss is has to say enough of this, you know, we're moving on. And if you don't want to move on with us, no hard feelings, we'll give you a release and, and move on. But you know, things like, like that have to be dealt with. And, you know, I'm popping in my head as I'm saying that, you know, how many times in ECW history did uh, somebody in the audience do something to one of the family and suddenly there was a near riot going on, Exactly. Uh, you know, protecting each other. Now, you know, we, the funny part is, is like the, when you hear those stories, a lot of those guys that, that were involved in the stories that, that, you know, got attacked or whatever, I'm sure they probably had people in the dressing room that they didn't get along with, but nobody stopped at the dressing room door and said, Oh, wait, it's that person. I'm not on his side. So I'm going I'm to I'll stay back here. Uh, resolve differently. And you know, it's a, did we do it perfectly? Absolutely not. I'm not insinuating that, but it, it, you know, a lot of wisdom in not airing your dirty laundry, uh, And it it just to me seems so soap opera ish and so unprofessional that for a company that's portending to be like the next big number two, uh, you know, we're going to be in this arena, we're going to sooner or later challenge Vince. You know, I think that you know, again, like I said earlier, we're seeing now that it looks pretty much like they've become what they're going to be. You know, they can do they want to stay in that and you know, in that permanent number two spot, distant number two, or do they want to? With all that money they're spending and all that talent they have there, do they want to grow that company and, you know, get it back to a point where there's a viable number two and uh, they'll never do it with this kind of stuff going on?
2: Well, words of wisdom from the franchise.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: It's what we needed on this uh, Wednesday morning. So, uh,
1: Shane, Shane, have you ever bit anybody in a fight? Have you ever gotten hey, to bite somebody?
0: Uh,
2: he fought no, me I, and he bit me right in the face.
0: I, <laughs> yeah, that, you know, I, I was not going to bring that up, but whenever I saw that being reported out there, um, you know, biting <laughs> and pulling hair, I'm thinking, boy, thank God Bill Watts is still in charge, right? Because somebody have <laughs> been fired over that. It's uh, yeah, it's strange. It's. Uh, But again, like I'm trying to in my head as we're talking about this, imagine being in that dressing room where this kind of stuff starts spiraling out of control, and you know, we've all been in those dressing rooms, right, where stuff goes amiss and, and gets off track. But it always seemed to me there was somebody, whether it was an elder statesman in the in the dressing room or the boss of the company, would step forward and you know, make it pretty evident and clear what what they expected, what their expectations were. You know, by, by seemingly taking sides in this, uh, you know, it's mm, <laughs> just, yeah. I've, I've never seen that, you know. So it's, uh, again, uncharted territory, uncharted waters, right? It, it's, uh, but it, very consistent with what we've seen, not necessarily, you know, act for act, but consistent with what we've seen out of this company since the beginning, where it looks like they're starting to get a little bit of momentum and then something like this happens or a exploding ring match that looks like a sparkler or whatever. And 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 it just, you know, it, it just takes it right off that highway into the off ramp again.
2: Yeah. All I can say is I hope they get their shit together because I have some friends that work there and I would hate sure. for them to be out of a job. So... Um, I, I hope they pull through, but, uh, I appreciate you coming on. This was a last minute thing. Uh, Shane. No yeah. And, um, I, I'll talk, you know, I'll talk to you, uh, soon, but you and I have an appearance coming up in October, Yeah. um, that we're going to be doing, uh, where is it? Fort Wayne, Indiana.
0: Yes. Yeah. Sure Is
2: Is that, uh, what is that called? I, I oh, always um, forget.
1: Isn't uh, is uh, that, is that Heroes and uh, Legends? Uh, is that Heroes Battle Legends? of the Border? Heroes and legends. Yeah, heroes
0: and legends. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so we'll be uh we'll be appearing together and I'll have all the info on Twitter. That, I think that's the next time I see you. Yeah. So uh until then, I bid you adieu. But <laughs> um I will be <laughs> I will be speaking to you, I'm sure, uh sometime this weekend. So
0: yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Good talking to you guys. I'm glad you reached out and uh let's keep eyes on and see what happens in our industry.
2: Yes, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. You are see you okay, Shane.
0: guys appreciate Take it. care. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: It's always good to get his uh, two cents because he's he, he's very wise,
0: absolutely. Business
2: and and I love hearing what he has to say. Um and if I didn't cut him off, we would have been here for another three hours. So
1: I would have sat on the edge of my seat for every one of those minutes. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly,
2: I, but we don't have three hours to kill. So um we had to say goodbye. But
1: he's great. Now let me let me ask you this though, so you and I can kind of rap about it back and forth. Sure. And and again, I'm not asking anybody to pick a side. I'm not saying who's right or wrong, but if you had to kind of say one party versus the other party, it may look the most at fault. Do you see anybody that does? Or do you think, like we had just said with Jane, like that it is just everybody's kind of in the wrong and you know, it's just a shitty situation?
2: <laughs> I feel like I don't understand why the personal stuff with Cole Cabana is being brought into, because he's not even in a storyline with Colt. Like Mm-mm. they're not even working together. So why, why are we talking about him having a joint account bank account with his mom? That's because of the
1: dirt sheet guys.
2: But what, but who, I mean, what does it have to do with, why are we discussing this? That's Beca- because
1: I- in all the media leading up to this pay-per-view, people were talking about how, now that Punk is back, Cabana is exiled. And the people who Punk says were leaking that narrative to the wrestling press were the executive vice presidents.
2: So, OK, so see, I didn't know that part about it. All I see, all, all I was seeing, was there, there was a backstage altercation with the Bucks and and uh, and Punk. But I, I didn't know the tie in with Colt. So I know the, the history with Colt. Right And I, you know, I met Colt. He's very sweet. I've been in locker rooms with Punk several times. He's been very sweet as well. I don't have a bad word to say about either of them. I just don't like the, I paid your bills. You, you share a bank account with your mom. Like what, I, That those are like low digs to me. Like yeah. it shouldn't have been said. Um, I feel, I don't know. Um, I, and I don't I think know. They with were, Punk. You, what's that?
1: That's what you get with Punk.
2: I suppose so. I mean, I never had a problem with him at all, but I, you know, you you hear certain things. Um I I just don't like the the dirty laundry being aired. I don't like that. That has when you do a press conference, it, shouldn't it be like a work and shouldn't you just focus on the storylines that are going on and not deal with all the real bullshit? I mean, that's like we said earlier, you know, in this broadcast, you deal with that privately. You don't mm-hmm. put it out there. You don't let people in on backstage. There, there's no k It's dead. It's been dead for years. I, I just don't see why things are not kept private when they should be. Yeah. And there is a mole in that company that is leaking everything to these dirt sheet writers which i hope they find him and i hope they kick him out on his ass because what what are you getting from this are you getting extra income is he getting paid by you know the observer or the wh- whoever else is out there doing these dirt sheets yeah well, what what do you get from it
1: i don't you're know you're
2: against your own company when you do shit like
1: this but and those it's- guys it's for everybody but I but I think that the dirt sheet guys are just as much to blame as the people leaking it because these are people that are that are professing themselves to be journalists right they've they now want, they want the clicks they want the right. Right. They, they they went from just Meltzer and Wade Keller having a newsletter and then a website and a little radio show to to these guys like they try to pass themselves off as journalists and like and workers Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Forget about it. Yeah. You. They try to, to make themselves like they are in the White House press room when they're attending these media scrums. And and, and there was a question that was asked to Punk during the, the scrum where a guy said he was legitimately nervous to ask the question to Punk. OK, these are people that are not prepared to handle any kind of sensitive information because they can't let go of the fact they want to be over with a certain group of people in the the business they can't separate professionalism versus not professionalism so when somebody's feeding them information they're gonna post it to get their clicks and to get their likes and to get their attention to be the first person who who had the story but they can't then handle the fact that this is what they caused (laughs) this meltdown by cm punk in the middle of this press conference i have to say i am going to take a side and i am on the side of cm punk with, with all of this because this is a guy who they begged to come back for eight years. Every wrestling personality wanted him back for eight years. He's back. This is what you get. Triple H said this about CM Punk eight years ago. Punk wants what Punk wants. And that's what he, he has to see. I'm on the side of CM Punk. Those guys burst into his locker room and, uh, you know, they're supposed to be executives they were unprofessional. He just – voiced his opinion because he was asked a question.
2: Was Cole Cabana fired? No. Okay. Were they pushing him before Punk even came no. in? No. The- so then why bring up that shit now?
1: I have no idea. That's Cole Cabana, saying. like
2: i don't. He, he I don't understand.
1: A, he was in an undercard faction. Sorry.
2: Okay. All right. And when Punk came back, did they never use Cold again? Because I don't watch the program. Did they never um, use him? Did Punk say, if you use Colt Cabana, then, uh, you know, I'm going to walk no. out? No.
1: no. After Brody Lee died, the group dropped in status significantly. They went from being like heels to like kind of like a comedy group. And they have all but fizzled out. I think there's a couple guys that they have left, but they moved Colt to Ring of Honor, which makes sense because Colt Cabana no, has a know. history in Ring of right. Honor. Right.
2: So but my point is it, it wasn't like Punk – was suppressing Cole Cabana no. that we know of. Correct. So then why say all this shit?
1: And that's what he wigged out about. That was his. That's that- what
2: I don't, and I'm not blaming him and I'm not blaming the Bucks, and I'm not, I'm blaming these stupid cheat writers and, and the guy or Pete or group who is leaking this information. Apparently they are, you know, working for AEW Whoever this mole is Okay, and they're leaking info Which is hurting their own company Which means that eventually This person might be out of the job So what mm-hmm. is he getting out of leaking information? You're, you're, you're doing more harm There's no good It's all harm And I just, I don't understand The mole I don't get it Every company had one Yeah. Every company had a mole
1: you know it, uh, Todd Gordon with the voicemails. Or I'm not going right? to talk about our
2: mole. <laughs> that's a that's a whole other mole deal.
1: That, I mean, and that was I'll tell you how it used to go back in the day. As a fan, you would call an 800 wrestling hotline for those of us that couldn't afford the 900 ones. There were say, eight, there no, there were 800 ones out there, and the no, guys got an
2: 800.
1: And you would call it, and they would say there is a, a supposed mole inside of ECW that's feeding information to WCW about contracts and this yeah. and that. And you're sitting there going like, oh my God, wow, holy shit. You did not have to then press one to hear who burst into whose locker room to kick their ass <laughs> and, you know, stop them from going to the other organization or this person. Or that. It just, it's, it, it, I, I feel that the dirt sheet writers are going to help collapse this company, but yes, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say the only, now when it struck something, when you mentioned that, about the ECW one there was a deal on the table with WCW does the AEW mole have a deal on the table with WWE to destroy the company
1: hmm. that's the
2: only th- scenario that would make
1: sense i don't think WWE cares that much cuz triple h just basically called them the minor mm-hmm. league he he, he, well, did, but- he he conceded defeat he conceded defeat of <laughs> NXT and said that they beat our developmental show okay. <laughs> and that and they barely beat classy. them with whatever the the numbers and that's are. Very classy of them.
2: But I'm just saying, if you're thinking logically, that is the only scenario that would make any sense. Is that this person is is being uh, swayed to destroy right. AEW and move on to WWE where and, he can make maybe more money? I don't know.
1: You don't. And I, I'm going to also say this theory too. If somebody's leaking and there's a mole. There's something inside the company that went awry for them. And to me, as an outsider who does look, I look look at the jobs they have available because I've worked in a wrestling company before. I have a, a very talented television background. I could provide something to a company like AEW. You look at how the structure has kind of collapsed and you see the boss. I'm sorry. I think the guy's done a great job with what he's built. Uh, he is embarrassing to watch. Yeah. I could not respectfully kind of work for this guy and, and not have a, a lack of like confidence that he's going to keep things going. Because I, when I, I've always thought he's a little weird. When I was watching this Chris Jericho press scrum. And he's wide-eyed looking at Jericho and talking about going to the ECW arena with his dad. He's a fan. Um, and he's – and but the company is in turmoil <laughs> in the next room, and he's talking about Jericho's ring attire yeah. and how he wanted Jericho to wear the same tights
2: and look – he thought Atlas was taking hard. care of everything out there. You know what I mean? Atlas does a
1: good job. And I'll tell you what, too. Here's another little weird little wrinkle. So we didn't even get into it with Shane. Ace Steel's wife was in the room with CM Punk's dog, right? And when the bucks burst in there, the, the way the story is kind of going is that the wife freaked out. That's why A Steel came running. A Steel threw the chair. The fracas ensued. But also now this head of legal that AEW has – was apparently uh, involved in the situation. And Tony Connor said she's the number two in AEW, but she was apparently just hanging around while all this was going on. So this is not just a fight. This is not just a public, like, blow-up. This is a complete dis, dis, uh, turmoil. Disarray. Dis, yeah, disarray company unfolding in front of our very eyes. I said this is WCW 2.0 for years, okay? I think they've made WCW look like it was run very well up until the last <laughs> minutes.
2: <laughs> I mean, the, the, the way they spend their money reminds me of WCW for sure, just grabbing everybody they can and giving people jobs. But it's just, it's a bad look. I feel bad for my friends who are there because, you know, I, I don't want them losing their job. I don't want anybody losing a job. Competition's good. I, I've said it a million times. It's nice to have a product that is not WWE on a bigger scale. And I really was rooting for AEW to, you know, not surpass WWE, but just to give a good alternative. And um, if it continues to do this, I don't see them lasting much longer, which is Mm -hmm. a very sad thing. So um, get your shit together, AEW. That's all I can.
1: Find. Yeah, and the last comment I'll make, too, is that in the midst of the company and turmoil behind the closed door where the media scrum was going on with these dork journalists asking questions like they're in the White House press room, like just coming off like such losers. Right. Tony Khan goes on to this rant about defeating WWE and that he's he's. He doesn't give a fuck anymore and he's tired of this fucking shit and he's cursing and he's this and he's that talking about how, Oh, cause WWE ran on labor day for the first time. And Oh, who's the, how did they get that idea? They took that from us. And I'm tired of this fucking shit. And it was like, Oh my God, like, like, this is what you're talking about to these dork loser fans that are, are interviewing you in, in public forum while your company is in turmoil. Right.
2: Yeah. It's, it's uh it's not the end to this story. I'm sure more will unfold that we can uh, talk about at a, a different time. But this hour just flew by. It flew by. <laughs> it really did. Uh, why don't you tell us what's on Patreon?
1: Oh, uh, we got some fun stuff some uh, ahead stuff. of us. As previewed last week, uh, we are going to uh, take a look at, and I'll have to censor it when it airs, but we're going to look at yes. The Naked Sandman. <laughs>
2: yes!
1: All right, in, in all his glory, <laughs> literally.
2: Yes, I'm going to text him and let let him know uh, that we're doing some uh, really good journalism this week. Uh, and we're going to um, discuss that match. He's going to go. yo, I don't even remember what the hell happened. That's what exactly. a cluster!
1: What a cluster! Oh <laughs> Just God. watching it, I wait, never, wait. I never saw it in that okay. full form. So uh, yeah, that we're going to do that. Uh, you have been talking about your. Um, Uh, Disney trip and the planning stages that you (gasps) are in so we are going to look at things that you shouldn't do we're going to look at Disney scams for the people that don't know what they're doing when they plan their Disney vacation
2: and i'm going to throw in a couple stories that i've heard this week about uh what was going on at some of the parks if if i may just to add a little spice to this uh, cuz uh, yeah there there were a couple things that were uh not very disney so um we'll we'll discuss that as well
1: yeah and then uh we are going to uh we are going to take your uh, since we've talked about ECW a few times here, we're going to put your ECW knowledge to the test. Oh, God, I'm no. going. Oh, it's a scroll. Damn it! I'm going to give you an ECW trivia quiz.
2: The worst is if I fail because I was there. <laughs> what if I fail?
1: But that you yeah, we'll powerful. we'll have to see what happens. But that oh, is what boy. is going on. Right. Uh, Patreon. If you want to follow me, it's at Chad E and B. Twitter at IBExclusives on Instagram and website is IBExclusives.com.
2: If you want to follow me across the board on social media, you can find me at ACWDivaFrancine. And please check out my PWT's um, page. Um, You just have to, in the search bar, go to Francine. Uh, We have four new shirts. They're lit. They're fire. They're hot. They're cool. I don't know. They're they're very cool. And uh, you can't work a worker is like uh that. one of them and i love that shirt and and i hope you do too so please go support the queen get yourself a shirt
0: and uh with that that is a wrap